Hello, I hope this Easter finds you doing really well. Happy Easter. Christians all over the world are celebrating the most significant event in history. Our faith hinges on this event. And it's interesting because we often celebrate significant events with a backdrop of concerns going on around us. Concerns in the backdrop of today's celebration are an invisible virus that we can't see, political parties that are at odds and polarizing our country to the point where it feels like the foundations of our country are somewhat unraveling. Add to that riots and looting and gunmen targeting specific groups of people, seemingly, and it, it, it's it's concerning. We have these concerns going on. Add add to all of this in the current environment. It can be frightening to speak and especially to speak your mind because you're afraid you might get canceled and lose your job. In the face of these, the event that we're celebrating today, the resurrection, brings hope for beyond this life. All of this, all of the things, the concerns that are going on, they generate discouragement, anxiety, sometimes fear, and terror in people. So where do we go to defeat these foes? Jesus wants to take us from terror to triumph, and that's what we're looking at in this message series, how he does that. The resurrection is the answer to all questions that matter in life. It answers the questions that bring the fear of death from a virus, the unrest in our country, the questions that come up from that, and the fear of terror attacks. Even the frustration that comes from not being able to overcome bad habits of sin that we just get, we can't get past. Jesus is the conquering king. And nothing can stop him from building his kingdom. He promised also to take care of his followers while he builds the, the kingdom and it expands. However, it's very important to understand the nature of Jesus' kingdom. When he was alive, it was un- understood by Almost everyone, except maybe his closest followers, and then even then, it it unfolded after the event we're celebrating today. But in a back-and-forth dialogue with Pilate at Jesus' trial before he was crucified, he highlighted, Jesus did, the nature of his kingdom. Here's what he said in John 18, 36. Jesus answered Pilate, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting, that I might not be delivered over to the Jews, but my kingdom is not of this world. Jesus' kingdom is a spiritual kingdom. 
which doesn't make it less real because it does make a difference in the lives of those who give their hearts to Christ and in the things we do and the you know it just makes a big difference in our lives but Jesus as he talked about his kingdom he promised that his kingdom would start small and continue to spread throughout the world. Jesus himself cared, compared his kingdom to a mustard seed. A mustard seed is the smallest of seeds, but it grows larger than a garden plant and actually becomes a massive tree when it's full grown. Jesus' kingdom, in the same way, started small. It was launched by a tiny band of 12 followers, and it continues to spread across the globe today. It, it feels like Christianity is shrinking in the United States, but it is actually continuing to grow and spread throughout the entire world. Christianity is the largest religion in the world today, and it's estimated that there are two billion Christ followers, close to a third of the world's population. Think about it. We are about 7,565 miles as the crow flies from Jerusalem here in Ontario, and we are celebrating an event that took place 2,000 years ago in that city. We are evidence that Jesus' kingdom continues to grow. It continues to spread. Jesus' spiritual kingdom is expanding. And his kingdom exists right now as he rules in the hearts of men and women in the world. Later, he's going to bring it in and make it a reality in, in our, you know, outwardly on earth. But that's going to happen when he wraps up history. But for now, he rules in the hearts of men and women who give their lives to him. And his rule has real benefits to it in terms of righteousness, love, peace, and joy that shows up on our outside. This is the way it works. The way people are, what happens inside of us, which is where Jesus' rule occurs today, what happens in our hearts and minds shows up in what we say and do and how we respond to trouble. This this is this is what you and I know. Um this means That when Jesus conquers your heart, you can overcome your troubles. And I can testify that he gives victory to those who trust him and walk with him through the troubles, through the concerns that they're experiencing. This is, I, I have, I've done it both ways. I've done it. I've tried to do it on my own. I've tried to do it with Jesus and he gives victory. That's for sure. If you and I totally dedicate ourselves to join with Jesus, we can conquer the troubles by the power 
of our conquering king. How do you do this? How do you know this? The resurrection. The resurrection vindicates Jesus' claims. Vindication is the proof that someone or something is right. Jesus was asked by the Jewish authorities at one time in in his uh, earthly life uh, how he was going to prove that he is who he said he is. Here's what he said, John 2, 18 through 22. The Jewish authorities came back at him with a question. What miracle can you perform to show us that you have the right to do this? Jesus answered, tear down this temple and in three days I will build it again. Are you going to build it again in three days? They asked him, it has taken 46 years to build this temple. But the temple Jesus was speaking about was his body. So when he was raised from death, His disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and what Jesus had said. The resurrection proves that nothing can stop you from defeating your foes if you're following Jesus. What derails Christ followers from overcoming the fear of death, sin, and spiritual enemies is a lack of total faith and obedience in Jesus Christ. So the things that stop us sometimes from full obedience to the Lord Jesus have been conquered on the cross and in the resurrection. The fear of death, power of sin, and spiritual enemies. The resurrection proves that we can overcome these things. First of all, Death can't stop you. Hebrews 2, 14 through 15 says, Since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise partook of the same things, that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver all those who through the fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery. In the resurrection, Jesus defeated death itself. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. If, if you aren't following Christ yet, I want to encourage you to consider giving your life to follow him today. Because that is the way you overcome the fear of death. To become a Christ follower... You're going to have to be buried. That's what Jesus said. And that's what the scripture clearly says. Uh, when you plant a tree, you, you bury a seed. And then over time, that seed begins to grow into a tree. But it has to be buried into the ground. It has to be planted before it's going to grow. The Bible clearly says the same thing about spiritual life. Unless the seed dies or gets buried in the ground, nothing is going to grow. So unless we die to ourselves and commit our life to follow Jesus Christ and do life his way, we won't experience 
the life that God wants for us to experience. To give your life to Christ, then, means that you're going to have to be convinced that he is who he said he was. You're going to have to be convinced of the event, the resurrection, the event that vindicated Jesus Christ. So I want to encourage you to investigate that. We we have available uh, uh, a pamphlet for you by Jane Warner Wallace. I talked about this last Easter. And if you'd like to receive that planet, uh, that pamphlet, a, a cold case approach to the resurrection, then let us know on your connection card digitally and we will, we will send that out to you. There's a lot at stake in this choice and it's worth your investigation. Overcoming the fear of death is one of the things at stake in this. If you're a follower of Christ, Jesus triumphed over death so that you and I could be free from the fear of death. We no longer need to live terrified or afraid of our enemies, even though we struggle with them. The COVID-19 virus is, is an invisible enemy, enemy uh, that we can't see, and it might scare you. I personally prefer not to get it. Um, we fear the foundations of our country falling apart. Seems like our freedom is going out the window. Uh, we fear losing our job because we might get canceled for speaking the truth. But we, through faith, can overcome these fears. I've asked Shane Washington, if he would, to share how God has helped him work through some uncertainty related to his business in the last couple of years. Let's listen to Shane share. Well, good morning, everybody, and uh, happy Easter to you. Um, as I was thinking through what Randy asked me to to share, um, there really was one particular pivotal moment that uh, that happened a couple of years ago that has kind of set the pace for how I've I've handled the ups and downs of of uh, my work life the last couple of years. And so, to, to provide a little context, um, I own and operate a small business. Um, but uh, up until about 2018, I actually, that was only a part-time thing. I had a full-time job and uh, did the business on the side. Um, but I received a call early in uh, January of 2018 from a family um, friend who was also in the same line of work as me and basically said, hey, I just got um, noticed that we've been a, rewarded a multi-year contract by this water district it's going to mean a substantial amount of work for us to do in addition to what we already have. Would you consider coming on and uh, helping us with this? And, um, you know, obviously by, by saying yes and committing to something like that, I was going to have to give up my full-time job and, and, um, basically become full-time, a fully, uh, self, uh, employed individual. And I'd always been really nervous about that particular jump prior to that. Um, but, uh, we prayed about it. Sydney and I prayed about it and asked a lot of questions, tried to get as much information as we could. 
And um, I crunched the numbers over and over and over again. And uh, ultimately uh, came to the decision that, yeah, hey, let's let's go for this. I think this will be a good thing. Uh, maybe it'll help us make some uh, progress towards some financial goals and get some traction and some things. Um, and so I gave my two weeks notice. And um, in February of 2018, I, I started working full time, self-employed on this um, running my own business, but also helping out on this other contract and um, worked a couple months and was feeling really comfortable and safe and secure. And then May hit and I walked into the office um, an early day in May and um, was informed, hey, go ahead and, and leave all your equipment and, you know, any forms you have for this contract. Um, the investors should just kind of hold off on this, doing any further work on this until they get back to us. Don't have a whole lot of information, but um, but we'll keep you informed. And so I said, okay. And a week turned into a couple weeks and it became more and more evidence that, um, that that contract was not going to be coming back. And talking about a major gut punch, um, I went essentially from feeling one night from feeling really, really good about where we were safe and secure to, um, to the complete opposite of that, um, looking out over a, a chasm of uncertainty, what is next month and, and the month after that going to look like? I don't even know if I can, based on what I make for my own business, support us month to month. And so um, I basically gave in just to a lot of negative emotion. I was angry, uh, went through bouts of bitterness and just frustration. Uh, God, I thought I did everything in the right way. Uh, this is not what I signed up for. Um and it really wasn't until um, I thought back on it that, you know, I realized all of those those negative thoughts, things that I was just allowing myself to to wade in uh, really were a result of fear. I was afraid of not being able to provide for my family, of not being able to meet the obligations that I had signed my name to. I had just bought a vehicle specifically for that job that now I had a car payment for. And um, and so, you know, what does all this mean? And it wasn't until I stopped and I prayed and acknowledged where I was actually before the Lord, my lack of faith through all of that, um, that he responded by reminding me of a verse that I had previously memorized, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Um, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And I realized I was not living as if that verse was true in that particular moment. Um, that was not a very real thing to me, but I wanted it to be. I was not feeling good where I was at with the uncertainty of the future. And so um, so I committed to just, okay, God, every day I'm going to wake up and be faithful with what you have for me today. Um, I, I know I have this work to do. Please bring more. You've provided every day of my life. I'm going to trust that you're going to provide um, tomorrow and the day after that as well. So I committed to doing that every day. And, and I realized that days rolled into more days and then rolled into weeks and months. And we got through June, then we got through July, and we got through August. And what do you know? We didn't completely collapse. God had sustained us. And um, I realized it wasn't it wasn't just a feeling of, I have faith in this situation. But I actually looked back on that and realized, it was because I chose day after day, faith over fear, um, that that's, that's how God strengthened me. 
in addition to that, it was the community here. Um, there were multiple relationships that we built, people who knew what we were going through that reached out and said, hey, um, we know what you're we know what you're going through. We're praying for you. How can we help? Is there anything you guys need? Um, there's a verse in Proverbs, Proverbs uh, 12:25 that says, "Worry weighs a man down, um, but an encouraging word or a timely word lifts him up." And that was so very true to both Cindy and I during that time, and um, that really became a pivotal moment for us because as we entered this last year with the pandemic, uh, we definitely encountered some setbacks, not as much as most businesses out there, but, um, but just what we learned from, from that first experience, trusting that God was going to provide for us day in and day out and bring work when work was needed and just trusting him with that. Um, it has, it strengthened us through this last year to where we were able to choose faith over fear on a more regular basis. And, um, so we're really grateful to God for that. Second, the resurrection proves that Sin can't stop you. Sin destroys our lives, let's face it. It it ruins relationships by causing conflict and unforgiveness that divide families, friends, and co-workers. It causes destructive habits that keep us from being productive and waste our time at work and, and home. And if you cave into the habits long enough and deep enough, you end up wasting your life. Jesus has conquered sin, so those of us who follow him aren't slaves to it. Romans 6, 6 through 8 says, And we know that our old being has been put to death with Christ on his cross in order that the power of the sinful self might be destroyed so that we should no longer be slaves of sin. For when we die... We are set free from the power of sin. When we die in Christ, when we bury ourselves from living our own way and our old way, since we have died with Christ, we believe that we also live with him. Sin no longer has power over those who have given their life to follow Christ, those who are buried with him. So we shouldn't be discouraged or lose hope when we aim to overcome sin, when we're trying, when we're frustrated with the struggle of breaking sin habits. We, we should apply the power of resurrection to them and the grace that God has provided and find the strength to, to move forward. The enemy of our souls lies to us. And tells us that we can never conquer sin. We're slaves to it. But the resurrection proves that that's a lie. Since we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. The power of the resurrection is available to all of us to overcome sin if we believe. Finally, the resurrection proves that Spiritual enemies can't stop you. Romans 8, 37 through 38 says, No, in all these things we have complete victory through him who loved us. For I am certain that nothing can separate us from his love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor other heavenly rulers or powers, neither the present nor the future, neither the world above nor the world below, 
There is nothing in all of creation that will ever be able to separate us from the love of God, which is ours through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Our spiritual enemies have been defeated on the cross. And the resurrection proves, vindicates that Christ has the power over those enemies. Jesus' earthly, political, and spiritual enemies, Satan himself, they thought they had won when Jesus died on the cross. They thought his movement was finished. It was over when he was crucified. However, the resurrection proves that he won. They didn't stop him. The cross was always a part of God's plan for our salvation. And we have been very blessed by God's plan. It was his plan all along for Jesus to die and take his sins on himself. Our sins, not his sins. He was perfect. But our sins, he took them on himself. The sweep of history since the event that we celebrate today shows that God's kingdom continues to expand. It is moving forward in spite of God's enemies. When you get discouraged, remember this. Here we are celebrating on this day in Ontario or wherever you are, about 7,500 miles away from Jerusalem, an event that occurred in that city. We are proof that the kingdom of God started small, but continues to spread across the globe. Nothing can stop the kingdom of God from moving forward in this world. If, if you want to be on the right side of history, join Jesus in his kingdom. Step into it and begin to work with him to move the kingdom forward. I want to invite you to set apart Christ as Lord in your life today. If you haven't yet done that, that's the way to overcome these enemies that we face. The, the fear of death, death can't stop us, the habits of sin, and the spiritual enemies that we deal with. Um, it's also, if you're not applying the power of the resurrection, if you've already decided to follow Christ, but you're not applying the power of the resurrection to your life today, this is the way you do it. This is how you apply the victory of the resurrection to your life. First Peter 3.15 says, But in your heart set apart Christ as Lord. The key to overcoming these things is to give your heart to the king who conquered death. I will do, you say to him, I will do whatever you want. And I am giving my entire life to you to lead me. I trust you. Jesus is the hope of the world. I, I don't know what you think about the vaccine. I, I have friends, really godly friends, who fall along the spectrum. Some are anxious to get it. Some have taken it. And 
Some are just not really looking forward to it at all. There are those who don't want it. Either way, the vaccine is not your ultimate hope. Your ultimate hope is in Jesus Christ. He is our hope. We don't hope in a vaccine, but we trust him, not the vaccine. Jesus' resurrection vindicates him and proves that he is God. And we can trust him because he has shown us that he can be trusted. The resurrection is the answer to all of the questions that really matter in this life. And through the resurrection, Jesus gives victory over the fear of death, destructive habits of sin, and spiritual enemies of our soul. We celebrate the victory today that our conquering king won on the cross and in the resurrection so long ago that gives us the power to overcome the struggles that we have and the trouble that we have today. What a great thing to celebrate. I'm glad you're joined, you've joined us for the celebration today. I want to wrap up with suggesting some next steps. My next step today is to, for the first time, I will choose to let Christ conquer my heart. I'm going to give myself to him. I'm going to let him call the shots from here on out. I'm going to follow his way. And then a second step, I will apply the power of the resurrection to my life right now. Uh, that, that might be, you might want to apply the power of the resurrection to a fear or the fear of death a sin habit, uh, or a spiritual enemy. Maybe, maybe you're struggling with a, a pattern of sin that you want to you gain victory over. Jesus can help you with that. It begins by asking for his help. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you so much for the victory you won in the cross and in the resurrection. We praise you, God, for the way that you have proven who you are. And Jesus, you, you have proven, you've vindicated yourself through the resurrection. We praise you for that. We honor you. And I ask that, God, we would know how to apply the power of your resurrection to our lives today and that you would help us follow through on the next steps that you've laid on our heart to take. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.